0: I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, February 17th. An overnight fire at the Clean Harbors facility in Braintree forced some residents to shelter in their homes. The blaze broke out around 11 p.m. in some tractor trailers that were parked at that site on Hill Avenue just over the Quincy line. Video from the scene showed flames spreading to several tractor trailer trucks. There were no reports of injuries. However, residents were asked to stay in their homes with their windows closed while firefighters battled the flames. A Quincy fire engine was sent to Braintree to provide coverage. Clean Harbors provides environmental and industrial services, but it's unclear what was burning. The fire was out by 1 a.m., however, crews were still on scene this morning. Clean Harbors handles waste management, emergency spill response, industrial cleaning and recycling services as cleanup crews continue to repair brockton hospital after the february 7th electrical fire the hospital's owners are working to ease the burden placed on surrounding health care practices two new urgent care centers will serve the city of champions over the next two weeks according to signature health care the first urgent care Will be located at 110 Liberty Street in Brockton and will be open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. The second urgent care center will be at 650 Center Street in Brockton. Signature Healthcare also stated they plan to reopen Brockton Hospital for limited inpatient services in about three months. Additional hospital services will be phased in after the initial partial reopening. The 10 alarm transformer fire didn't just gut Brockton Hospital. It put a strain on hospitals throughout the area south of Boston. Medical beds have become a scarcity as patients that would typically travel to Brockton Hospital are rooted elsewhere. After losing their home in a fire last year, a Hingham family is giving back to others dealing with similar experiences. Over the summer, the Cutter family of Hingham lost their multi-million dollar home just two weeks after moving in. The community stepped in to help with essentials, which is why they're hoping to pay it forward now. The family created the Cut Fire Fund to help support first responders and families who've been affected and to raise awareness. So far, the family has raised nearly $30,000 and helped more than a dozen families. The couple, along with their two children, now give away care packages to families who need essential supplies. Turning their losses into lessons, the family said they also have a charity golf tournament planned for this summer. For more information about how to donate essential items or to give a monetary donation, you can visit the Cut Fire Fund's website. Thieves stole five high end used cars from a Quincy dealership this week. Police say Boss Auto on Copeland Street broken into sometime late tuesday night or early wednesday morning the thieves stole a box containing keys to the vehicles then took five bmws and mercedes from the lot three of the stolen vehicles were recovered in providence rhode island two are still missing and an investigation is underway there are seven new quincy police officers on the job today Edward Riley, Tyler Braun, Kevin O'Shea, James Craven, James Aikens, Jack Meade, and Cameron Smith all recently graduated from the police academy in Randolph and were congratulated by Chief Paul Keenan. The new officers will now begin field training before going solo on patrol. The recently announced independent team working to get to the bottom of delays in construction and delivery for more than 300 new red and orange line cars won't cost the state additional dollars, according to the governor's office, but will drain funds from a contractual contingency accounts. Governor Mara Healy announced in early February that the TE convened a team of experts to evaluate what changes and process improvements need to be implemented now in order to accelerate the delivery of cars by looking into manufacturing management operations, delivery schedule, market conditions, and the contractual terms the MBTA has with the Chinese rail company CRRC. The T has for years had contracts worth nearly $900 million with the company to replace the entire red and orange line fleets with 404 brand new vehicles. But the timeline's been kicked down the road several times, most recently to December of this year for the orange line and December 2026 for the red line. Plus, there have been recent reports of mismanagement and safety issues at the Springfield factory assembling the new cars. Healy administration says the state has hired Hatch and Wilmer Hale and Holland and Knight law firms as consultants for the working group. The cost of the consultants will be accommodated within the existing budget for the car replacements. It will fall under a built-in contingency for unknown costs in the current contracts and won't cause the state to exceed its current budget for the project. At a time when everything's getting more expensive, many Massachusetts residents will find some relief in their utility bills. Next month, State Department of Public Utilities approved new gas supply rates that started in February. The average customer will see their monthly bill go down by about 4 to 5 percent. About 51 percent of customers in Massachusetts heat their home with gas. The decreases, which are attributable to changes in the market-based price of natural gas over the course of the winter, result in a lower gas supply rate. The AP reports that the price of natural gas has plunged thanks to a mild winter in the U.S. and Europe. A large surplus of gas is also helping drive down prices by 40 percent since the start of the new year. The reductions in winter gas supply rates will offer some much-needed relief to gas ratepayers this winter. According to the DPU, they continue to direct the utilities to work with the families and businesses across the state through energy efficiency and fuel assistance programs to help alleviate the burdens of energy costs. Marty Walsh, former mayor of Boston and outgoing U.S. Secretary of Labor, was formally appointed yesterday as the new executive director of the National Hockey League Players Association. 55 year old Walsh will step into the new job in mid March. He'll be the first member of President Biden's cabinet to leave the administration. Yesterday's announcement follows weeks of speculation and widespread reporting. The union said it spent nine months on the search for a new executive director. According to ESPN, the current collective bargaining agreement between the players and the league expires in 2026. Walsh served as mayor of Boston from 2014 through 2021 when he stepped down to join the Biden administration. The 55 year old was also formerly a member of the Massachusetts House, a member of Laborers Local 223, and he served as the head of the Building and Construction Trades Council from 2011 to 2013. Last month, Walsh was briefly on the short list of candidates rumored to be in the running to become the next White House Chief of Staff. Ultimately, Jeff Zintz was selected for that job. Walsh is the second ex-Massachusetts politician to take a high-profile job in the sporting world Former Governor Charlie Baker is set to take over as president of the NCAA in March. Meantime, Walsh's campaign account remains active with the Massachusetts Office of Campaign and Political Finance, which keeps the door open for another future political comeback as well. Boston's Old North Church's underground crypt is undergoing a years-long restoration and renovation project. There are 37 tombs that were in use from 1732 through 1860. Of those 37 tombs, 16 have their original doors. Those are being removed, then temporarily replaced, while the originals are sent out to be restored. Next, archaeologists will get a look inside the tombs for the first time in hundreds of years. It means just getting a site survey to keep a record of what and who is behind each door meantime contractors coordinating with the national park service are making critical upgrades while maintaining the historical integrity of the crypt soon the crypt will be restored renovated and made handicapped accessible so the public can return to understand the rich history within the walls once the doors are restored and returned to the crypt they hope to open it back up to the public for tours in july one note, there will be a one-day delay for the curbside collection of trash and recycling in Quincy all next week due to the President's Day holiday on Monday. Quincy firefighters will be hosting their annual bowl to raise money for Alzheimer's disease research Saturday from 7 to 11 p.m. at Olindy's on Quincy Avenue. There will be door prizes, music, a 50-50 raffle, and snacks. Tickets will be available at the door. And, of course, the President's Day Winterfest celebration will be held Monday from 2 to 7 at the Hancock-Adams Common and Quincy Center. The free event will feature live music, laser light shows, a fire dancer, ice sculptures, a puppet show, a birds of prey show, and a reptile show. and Food and refreshments will be available. Check of business news this morning. Stocks are down. The Dow lost 431. The Nasdaq sank 214. The S&P was dropped 57 points. Shares also slipped in Asia. The dollar rose. The euro is down. Oil at $77 a barrel. Sports Bruins shut out the Predators in Nashville 5 to nothing. last night. They are back home tomorrow at 5 o'clock against the Islanders. The National Weather Service forecast for today. Scattered showers with a high of 62, but temperatures falling throughout the day. For tonight, temperatures dip into the mid-30s. Saturday, mostly sunny and cooler. High of 43 degrees, right back up to 50 with sun and clouds on Sunday. Then some showers Monday. Still mild, high of 54 degrees. The boater today waves about 2 feet. Wind out of the south, 10 to 15, turning westerly and then gusting to 30 knots later today. High tide at 8.11 a.m. Sunrise at 6.37, set at 5.18. I'm Joe Catalano with an A.M. Quincy News update for Friday, February 17th.